here on Edge Radio Australia just hit six o'clock. And what do we do every Thursday at six? Oh, late night shopping normally. That's very exciting. (laughs) Not a chance. What we do here at Edge is we have a little show we like to call... All about relationships. Oh dear, that was very deep. Mm. And the man with the deep voice was, of course... Wayne Brown. (laughs) Oh, please don't do the whole show like this, Wayne. (laughs) One thing I love about uh, working with you, mate, and and doing the show, it's not really work, let's be absolutely honest, Mm. but um, is, well, certainly not for me, maybe it is for you, (laughs) is the fact that, okay, each week we just come in and we just basically, uh, we, there's no plan. There's no plan. Uh, You have no idea what I'm going to say. I have no idea what you're going to say. And somehow we just walk out on a hand in hand and, and feeling so much love. Something like that. Something like that. <laughs> Note how he just absolutely dropped me in on, on that one. Thanks, mate. Fantastic. All right. Now, what is on the show? What are we going to talk about today and all about relationships? Well, whenever I'm getting ready for a show, mm. there's three ways that I come up with my theme or my subject matter. Okay. I sit down and think about something I want to communicate and I okay. make bullet points and think about what I'm going to discuss and, you know, will that be enough or too much and trim it and edit and be very involved. Or on the way here, Mm. I'll think of a theme. So that's what you do And then I wing it. (laughs) Then I wing it. And occasionally we get a a question, which obviously we go and answer and explore and have some fun with. And today Mm. I decided to go with the second one. Okay. So I'm looking for a theme. Right. So the theme I'm going to talk about Mm. is going to initially sound completely off topic. Uh Uh-oh. However, it does tie in. All right. Here's some rope. (laughs) See what we can do. (laughs) Well, we like to live on the edge. Absolutely. Boom, boom. That's it. Yeah, you like that? (laughs) Yeah, very good. Okay. Mm. Have you by chance heard of a woman by the name of Jane Elliott? Can't say I have, no. Okay. She has a social experiment called Blue Eyed. Okay. No, I definitely don't know. Okay. So I'll give some history Mm. and then we'll eventually work back to the theme. Yep. So Jane Elliott was a school teacher of young children in mid America. Okay. Back in the 60s. And when. Uh, in the 60s, Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated. Yes, he was, yeah. She was thinking, how can I teach my all-white class about racism? Okay. All right? Yep. yep. So she was thinking about it, and she thought, I know. I'll give them an experiment based on something they have no control over. All right? So we right. can't control the color of our skin. No, obviously All right? Not. Yeah. But if you've got an all-white class, how do you teach them about racism? How do you divide them? Oh, okay. So she went, I'll go by eye colour. Okay. So what she did is she made these little collars so that at a distance she could tell someone's eye colour. And she got the kids that were blue-eyed to wear this collar and then they were treated differently to the non-blue-eyed kids. Okay. All right. right. And what she did is she took photos at the start of the day Mm. and then during the day the kids that were blue-eyed were subject to racial vilification. They were okay. not allowed to play with the non-blue-eyed kids. They right. weren't allowed to drink from the same drink fountain, weren't allowed to go to the same toilet. Mm. So the whole thing... Who did she think she was? Mark McGowan? Exactly. Come on. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> I was yeah. trying to stay away from that one. Oh, anyway. It's me. Yes. Yeah. So she did that and then she flipped it so that the non-blue-eyed kids could get to experience that as well. Okay. Then a while later, they made a TV documentary about it. 
Okay. Once word called? had got out, mm-hmm. it's called blue-eyed. It's great, okay. great yeah. little experiment. They spent a lot of time on the, on the title. It's good. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I spent thousands figuring that one out. <laughs> anyway, we are now how many years later from them? When, when was Luther King assassinated? 66? Around seven, but okay, oh, somewhere around there, late yeah, yeah, yeah. History isn't a strong point with no. me, and she is still teaching this sort of stuff. I've watched her do one of these blue eyed experiments mm. with adults, okay, in Sydney, right? I've watched her to do another one in America, and I've watched her do one in England, right? And what was interesting, and of the numerous videos I've watched of this woman, she's mm. only little. Okay. But extremely feisty. Right. All right. You don't want to rile her up. Right. Little, uh, like a little chihuahua. Or mm. worse. Oh, Jack yeah. Russell. Because oh, her no. bark and her bite. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> but the thing that I love about her, she just tells it like it is. Okay. All right. She doesn't mess around. Mm. And Big fan. Exactly. You know, she, even though she was little, she managed to put into place mm. people who were just trying to be a pain in the butt to her. Right. And I do recommend anyone to watch these blue-eyed documentaries. Really good to watch. I okay. enjoy watching them every few years. Right. Now, the reason I wanted to start with this mm. is because I watched a video where she had an auditorium of people. Sure. And she asked everyone there, I want you to stand up. Mm. If you want to be treated the way we treat people of colour, and no one stood up. She said, wow. maybe you don't understand my question. I said, I want you to stand up if you would want to be treated the way we treat our people of colour. Right. And no one stood up. Yeah. She said, isn't it interesting that you're comfortable with those people being treated that way, but you don't want to be treated that way? Do as to others as you want. Very much so. You. And I watched an interview with her once, and this is a powerful mm. statement, and this is what I want to hinge tonight on. Sure. She was getting interviewed about racism, and she said, racism is taught. I a thousand percent agree with that. Absolutely. No question about it. Not born with that. So where I wanted to go with this tonight Mm. is everything in your relationship is taught to you. How you communicate, how you deal with conflict, how sexist you are, how prejudiced, how myopic you might be regarding your partner's values. Okay. So everything we have is a habit that has been taught to us mm. that we have the power to change if we want to. Got to make that choice, right? And that's the hard one mm. is making that choice. And I mean, I know I've had to make some of those hard choices yep. and it is hard. And you remember the old pointing <laughs> story? Yeah, I was discussing that the other day with some people and oh. yeah, they said it's a horrible thing and some of them had never heard it. Okay. Okay. And it is powerful. So for those of you that may not have heard it, mm. when you're pointing the finger of blame at someone, yep. remember there's three fingers pointing back at you. Absolutely. In other words, take friggin' responsibility, Correct. which is a really powerful thing. It is. And the whole idea of a relationship is to become that better version of yourself. And until you can take that responsibility for whatever behaviour you may have, whether it's racism, prejudice, sexism, ageism, whatever it is. Any isms. <clears throat> any of the isms. Yeah, and there's many of them. We're coming up with new ones every day. Yeah. <laughs> so until you can become aware of mm. those things that can cause damage in your relationship, you can't fix them. Okay. 
Okay. Well, yeah. Well, that makes absolute sense. Let's face it. If you don't know what's happening, if you're not aware, you're not going to make changes. Mm. Uh, you look at everything in life. Like, okay. Uh, there. I mean, okay. Uh, there's a movie that's out at the moment that's brought a lot of very horrible social things uh, mm. to the fore. Right now, a lot of people are saying I didn't know about that. Um, well, now they are. They. Well, yeah. I don't know yeah. what rock you're living in, though. But never mind. Mm. Um, but well, okay. You know, on the, let's look at the positive here. Right. Now they're aware. Now they want to make changes. Okay, so that's exactly right. If if you're living under that rock and you're unaware of these things that you're doing these things, and we've all done it. Let's be honest, yes. right? Um, this is a great way. Once it comes to the surface, yeah, work on it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So for me, that was actually another bit that just popped in from the documentary. There was. Mm-hmm. Um, when she sets up the people, she puts the blue-eyed people on the floor okay. and the non-blue-eyed people get to sit in chairs around them because okay. the blue-eyed people don't deserve chairs. And everything she sets up is mm. to give them that feeling of low worth, okay. low value. Yeah. And she beats them. Like she gives them quizzes where sure. all the questions are loaded where they won't be able to answer all right. the questions. But all the non-blue-eyed people can answer them correctly. So then she's like, see, what does this prove? Blue-eyed people are not as intelligent. And she's just showing how we manipulate and control the way people think and feel. Wayne, I have blue eyes. Right now I'm feeling very triggered. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Let's get triggered together. (laughs) And what happens is, and again, there's so many little powerful moments. There's Mm -hmm. this one young lady, um, uh, blonde hair, blue-eyed, Little cute California type girl, yeah, you know. I know the type. And she's giving this impression of being a little bit sort of ditzy. Okay. And Jane Elliott jumps on her and she says, Get over cute. <laughs> cute will only last you so long. Yeah. Get qualified, get powerful. Mm. Because after a while, the younger and cuter ones yep. will come up and you'll just be an old broad. That's And it's so true. Like, okay, male or female on that one. Absolutely. There's always a newer, faster model coming your way, right? Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I was thinking about this yesterday, how much emphasis mm. we put on looks yeah. and body, it's especially for women. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And uh, it's, it's know, sad. It is. And because... If you base your worth mm. only off that, mm-hmm. you will always feel empty. Yeah, I agree. Because there'll always be a part of yourself you go, I'm not this enough or not that enough, and, and you can just pick yourself to pieces. Oh, look, we're seeing it so much with every injection that, that women keep pumping into themselves and every... every and it's um, sad. Yeah, getting this done, that done, everything done. Look, honestly, please stop doing it. Please stop it. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, uh, they're dressing, uh, they're dressing, you know, I'm, I'm putting everyone in a, in a big barrel here. But, okay, so many women, the majority of women, do not dress for men. They dress for other women. Yes. They dress because the magazines tell them that's how they should dress. I'm telling you right now, okay, ladies, now I officially speak for all men. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm taking that mantle. Uh, look, we just don't care okay mm. we just don't care about lots of things i'm not gonna lie i'm a superficial guy you know okay i'm attracted to pretty girls right but i very quickly ascertain is that pretty skin deep okay or is exactly. she ugly to the bone exactly right and that's the reality and and i think a lot of and a lot of beauty like okay we, we talk about it and everyone goes oh yeah okay and like but like they don't believe it but the reality is okay a lot of that beauty is about what the person's portraying, how they're putting themselves out there, their personality, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, it is such a big difference. It's like, I'm going to honestly say at least half the beauty is literally what you're putting out there on a, on a, on a, 
like an emotional, spiritual kind of vibe kind of level mm -hmm. rather than just the way you look. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's amazing how much culture factors in this. I don't mm, know if you've true. ever seen these experiments where they take a photo of a man and a woman mm. and they shop it around to different cultures or different countries Yep. and they show... Uh, they ask them to use Photoshop to alter it to what they perceive as their ideal physical beauty. Right. And it's amazing how much the body shape changes, the height. Is that it, right? Oh, it's just phenomenal. Wow. And this is one that's always spun me out. There seems to be a drive by a lot of women to mm. become thin, like oh. thin. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But yeah. every time one of these men's magazines mm -hmm. does a survey about What's the ideal female body shape? Yep. It's always the size 14. Your Monica Bellucci's, your Scarlett Johansson's, the ones with the curves and the meat. And that's what men, for the majority, the vast majority, that's what they like. I like agree. something to hang on to. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's so crude the way you just put that. It's so true. <laughs> no, but it's absolutely a thousand yeah, yeah. percent true. And, yeah. it's, and it's the same with the guys. Mm. We have been slowly more and more pushed towards this. You've got to be all cut and buff and, I mean, watching all yeah, the luck. Marvel movies doesn't <laughs> oh, help where no, they're all no. ripped. Oh, look. And I've known friends that are competitive bodybuilders and everything, and they yep. tell you it's just impossible to maintain that. Oh, it's such a struggle for them, I can yeah. imagine, right? But they push this onto young men mm. who think that's what they've got to do. So they're yep. at the gyms busting their asses mm. and getting all buff. But the women generally, yeah, mm. they'd like go, oh, yeah, it looks nice, but yep. it's not what they want in a partner. Okay. And I don't know if this is just because, you know, let's face it, I'm, I'm built for comfort, not for speed. But, okay, <laughs> I don't know if this is, you know, what women are telling me. But, like, okay, they love to look at those, exactly what you're saying, they love to look at those kind of guys. But, like, you know, it's like cuddling a rock, okay? Mm. You know, at least you know, with me, the, you know, your fingers are a good squeeze. Well, here's, right? a, here's a good tip mm. for people like yourself because okay. I meet, Many men mm. who believe that women are only interested in money well, and what you can provide. You I've know, certainly met a lot of those women. Yeah. However, mm. this is something I have found to be true. If you find out what the money means to them mm. and you can allow them to feel that, the money doesn't matter. I mean, you can't hey, be a pauper. No, no, no. However, mm. you don't have to be earning squillions. Okay. The important thing is what you allow a woman to feel. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the things I used to say to my wife when I first met her, which mm. used to bug her a bit. Right. All right. But she got to understand what okay. I meant, is a lot of people say, um, you make me happy. Mm. All right. Mm. Now, mm. I wanted to change that and speak the truth to my wife. <laughs> I said, you make it easy to choose being happy. Right. Now, every time you say that, mate, what I hear is you have the right to remain silent. Yes. <laughs> that's what I hear. I think that says more oh, about you than me. It certainly does. Hey, time for a break. Oh, now, already. Now, I had some songs ready. I was all organised, okay? I've blown it out the water. You have. So what I've done is I've changed just then. I've changed the songs, okay, to suit our conversation, what we've just been talking about. And ladies, I want you to listen to this song. I want you to take this in. I want you to know that just about every bloke I know, okay, agrees with this song, okay? Dead okay. <laughs> Radio Australia. All about relationships. I can't believe it's just so round. It's like out there. I mean, gross. Look, 
Ed Radio Australia, 23 after 6, and we've been chatting away so much. that Look, the expert in relationships, not so much the expert on putting your cans on, mate. Put the headphones on. <laughs> be ready. Oh, what a professional. It's a good thing they can't see that. <laughs> well, they can now. Look at that. Fantastic. Uh, mate, look, um, we... I actually found the last little talk. Um, it was really interesting, actually. I think you've, you've hit on some really important subjects there. And I hope the ladies took my advice, okay, mm. and understood baby got back. Mm, I like big butts, and I cannot lie, okay? It's, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to be very politically incorrect, but a good little slap of the butt is a very, very powerful thing. Yeah, well, what's interesting, <laughs> it's, it's interesting that you brought that topic up because... Okay. Many, many years ago, mm. it was all the thing for women to be, have tiny butts. Yeah, I know. I know. You know, everyone had to be super slim yep. and tight yep. butts and all this. And then it sort of morphed and became – and that changes. If you go back in time and you look at all the old masters with their paintings, sure, they were all voluptuous women that of were course. bordering on, you yeah. know, yeah. obese. And that was the beauty aesthetic back then. That's right. So it keeps changing and morphing. So oh. ultimately, just be happy with who you exactly. are. Exactly. And don't – you know, listen to what Vogue tell you. That's all. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. As, as long as you're healthy, that's the important part. Spot on. Part. Spot on. Yeah. Right. Breathe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. We go so off topic when the music's on. I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, would you refer to your notes that you've written in the air right My, my lack of, of notes, yeah. <laughs> so... For myself, mm. when I look back on my journey, the amount of things that I was taught mm. or modelled for or conditioned to accept as truth was very much not probably as effective as it could be. Yeah, no, it sounds that way. So things like conflict resolution, the way I viewed my partners, and I'm not a misogynist. I hope not. Jeez. However, the era that I was brought up mm. in was the 70s yep. where that sort of thing was very prevalent. True, yeah. So point. from a young age, I was fairly aware that there were things that women could do that we can't. There's things that we can do that women can't. And yeah. we balance each other out when we both bring what we're best at yep. together. Now, when we come together, mm. we sometimes bring these not-so-nice parts. Yes, it does happen. Yes, where we might have negative views as men mm -hmm. about women yep, and women might have negative views about men. And if you're bringing them into a relationship, yep. those views can tarnish and mm. diminish what you've got as a relationship. No doubt. Yep. Okay. And a lot of the times, like Jane says, mm. racism is taught, prejudice is taught, ageism is taught. And it's... Ageism's yeah. a terrible one. It is, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I run speed dating events yep. and I tend to get people mm. that are more mature in age, shall okay. we say. Sure. So a lot of, not a lot, there's a portion of these people mm. who believe that they're sort of getting a bit old, that they won't find anyone. Ah. And that's such a load of rubbish. Yeah, I thoroughly agree. The trouble is... We create these barriers mm. using our ageism and all of this sort of thing. Okay. So one of the peculiar things mm. I've noticed with people is I'm in my mid-50s. Really? You look 35. <laughs> you smooth talker, you. I'll slip you that 20 later <laughs> if on. If you could. Yeah. <laughs> Cash. And I have met people that are older than me. Sure. That have got the energy, the oh. attitude of someone younger. Yeah. And I've met people that are younger than me mm -hmm. 
that drag themselves around <laughs> like they're ready to hop into the grave. And it's just shocking that that is just something you get taught. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, I look, I generally, and my, my you know, beautiful partner is, is a fair amount younger than me. But I think I do this for a reason, you see. You try and match maturity, all right? Not Just don't worry about the years. So I'm naturally immature. So even though she's younger, she's the elder one in the relationship, okay? <laughs> I'm trying to find balance here. Come on. It's, it's not the most effective way. <laughs> but bit, hey, if it's working hey, for it, you. It's working, man. It's working. Yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah, if your hammer's getting your results, you go Damn for it. Right. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh, dear. Yeah, so if you can sit down and look at the mm. things that you've been taught, are they the most effective tool that I've got? Okay. Is it the best way of looking at things? Yep. Because ultimately, it's just your perception. It's the way you perceive the world. Of course it is. And the way you see it isn't necessarily true. Mm. All right? I, 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 know, I know we've had this discussion before, yeah, and we had yeah. we had a bit of a loggerhead. Yeah, I, I, and, I have a real issue with my truth and your truth. Well, oh. I put that in inverted commas. Okay. All right? All right. Because okay. things Fair like up. data yep. is truth. You cannot argue data. Boom. Yep. You can alter it and then it becomes a different type <laughs> yes, of truth. Yes. And that's another argument again. Mm. I'm talking about your personal truth, the way you see the world. Right, okay. So. All right? So because of our culture, our mm. upbringing, even though we're both white males, yep. our attitudes to a lot of things are going to be very different. Does Correct. that make yours or mine truer or more... Accurate? No, no, but there's a difference between truth, fact, and opinion. Yeah. So when I'm saying the truth, mm. it's I'm always inverted commas <laughs> when okay. I'm doing that one. I'll if I'm off. talking about facts and data, I'll say mm. facts and data. Oh, look. If you want to find facts and data, you'll always find that in the health advice. Just That's saying. It. Yeah, it's, still, it's in there. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, with the magic beans. Yeah, go on. So the way that you see something in your mm. relationship isn't necessarily true for your partner. Yeah, I know. I Based know. off their perceptions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you've, if you take in things like ageism, racism, mm -hmm. prejudice, misogyny and all, there's actually a female version of um, hating males. Is it, yeah. Oh, Come on. Can't really? I didn't. I do know it. It's just not coming to me at the moment. It's called misandry. Misandry, that's yes. the one. Trust me, I'm well aware of this puppy. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. <laughs> and those things mm. which... You can understand how people end up with them. Of course. Why they cling to them, though, mm. is the baffling part. It does because make they, you wonder. Because they, they cause so much issues, not just with your personal relationships, okay. but your professional relationships. Yep. Yep. Because if you've got that attitude and you drag that into your workplace, mm. it's going to be a lot harder than it needs to be. Damn straight. All yep. right. So if you're a, a bloke who's a, a misogynist mm. and you've got a female supervisor. Yeah. Yep. That's you're gonna have some issues. Tough gig. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it goes the other way as well. Some women are like, I don't want to be told what to do by a man. And it's like, well, he's the supervisor. Yeah, exactly. He's sort yeah. of earned the right. He's got his name on the top of the door. It's, yeah. yeah, it's his gig. So being able to look at yourself and the way you view those things mm -hmm. can give you insight as to how to make your relationships more effective. Mm. All right. Now things like that are difficult to confront okay because and this has always been one of my big bugbears is the taboos we have in society where you, you can't discuss certain things so many on that little line mm. oh yeah and there's even more nowadays and yeah, and 
the easier you can discuss them and put them on the table and move them around and go, okay, well, that's valid and that's not. And you can get closer to a truth that works for both of you. Okay. All right. Because when you're talking about feelings, there, there is no data. It's just a, it's <laughs> just the right. way I feel. And that's, yeah, it's important to understand where you stand with certain things mm. and where your partner stands. Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, if you're involved with, say, a narcissist, right, your data doesn't matter. Yes. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Simple as that. Exactly. So it, it's about the, well, you're right. I mean, it's about the person's perception, where they're coming from, and also their personality type, all that kind of thing. But yeah, ultimately... And I, you know, I, I'm saying this with you know, some sort of like gritting my teeth a bit, but yeah, okay. Look, in those situations, I can see where people's truth might be different because you're coming from very different places. Mm. Yeah, it's not abject fact. Yeah. yeah. So you get some people come from a, a place of severe pain. Mm. I don't mm. like using the word trauma, but severe mm. pain mm. where it's deep and it's hurt them. Yep. Where. They're not operating from a logical point of view. It's more of a reactionary sure. attitude. Yeah. So if you've had that poor attitude with, I don't know, a position of uh, authority or a parent figure or something like that, that's going to create issues for you that you're going to drag into your relationships, your friendships, yep. your work relationships, and that matters. It certainly does. Yeah, I think that the greatest problem I see is a complete lack in a lot of people, okay, of, um, look, emotional maturity, emotional intelligence, mm. right? You know, like we're taught how to, you know, we've got the book smarts and we've got this and we're taught how to do this and all that. And unfortunately, through certainly the earlier parts of your life when it comes to schooling or anything like that. And don't get me wrong, I don't want school to be teaching that. I want parents to be teaching mm. that. Mm. Make no mistake about that. But I, I, what I'm getting at is that, yeah, we... We, we're not taught to, you know, the, the things we should do is we need to be taught more about how to have relationships and do our taxes. Those couple of things would be nice. Mm. Um, yeah, we, we tend to be distracted by stuff that, it, and you really cut down, okay, life is about your relationships. That is the fundamentally the most important thing. Absolutely. So let's focus on them. Yeah. 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 And two, you mentioned the things that's school age we should say not mm. school teaching but school age That's people accurate, yeah. should be exposed to ah uh, yeah you're right taxes and things like mm. that but also emotional modulation oh hang on what's that one that's where one. you don't have extremes of emotion. Oh, okay. So when you get upset yep. you don't go completely off the deep end. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. All right. All right. And so and this is a, a big one nowadays, especially with these people who go, oh, I'm offended. And it's like, well, <laughs> you know. Here's a test yeah, concrete, yeah. Yeah, well, anyone can be offended if they choose to be. Yeah. And it is a choice. And this is the thing that well, I'm referring to with uh, emotional modulation mm. is being able to control how you feel. Yeah, okay. That's why I mentioned earlier about my wife, I don't like saying you make me happy because she doesn't have that power. It's not her responsibility. Right. All right. And that's, it's not fair on her. Mm. And consequently, she's not um, responsible for my happiness. Not at all. So the two of us together create an environment where it's very easy to choose being happy. Mm. Mm. Now, if you're in a situation where all the cards are stacked against you, and there's been evidence of this from people that are POWs, so. where they can be in the most horrendous situations, being mm. starved and beaten and all of this sort of thing. Horrible situation. Yet they can still cling to something and choose mm. happiness. 
it's amazing. It is absolutely amazing. The depth of character you need for that to, to find happiness or positivity out of situations like that. It is amazing. Yep, it comes back to what I was saying about the emotional modulation. Sure. They choose how to feel. Right. I can either choose to be overwhelmed by all the negativity and the pain and yep. all of that, yep. or I can choose to focus on that butterfly that I can see outside my window. Oh, look, this I said earlier today, actually, uh, with Gwenda when we were doing soul therapy, I think the great philosopher George Michael once said, choose life. Um, <laughs> so deep. So, so deep. deep. Beautiful moment. Good on you, George. <laughs> yep. Miss him. Oh, man. Okay. Now, but I look, we joke. Oh, well, was, I certainly don't. don't I, but, but it is so important. Okay. Personal responsibility. Take that opportunity to make that decision for yourself, right? Okay. Because, mm. I mean, look, I've had some absolutely horrific things happen in my life, mm. right? And, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm certainly, I'm the greatest work in progress that I know, right? But, um, yeah, ultimately, with those horrific things that have taken place, if I did not choose to go, okay, I have to get up today and I have to make mm. the world a better place. I've got to find happiness. Then maybe horrific, horrible things could have happened, right? Mm. So, yeah, it's a conscious decision. And, Absolutely. You know, I will joke and joke about it, but honestly, it's so important. To, yeah. to, so um, emotional modulation and the mm. other big one, and I this is a constant theme with just about everything I do mm. because – the impact this has on the world yep. is conflict resolution. Okay, okay. One of the – if you asked me what's one thing that you would want to have everyone realise mm -hmm. to make a difference in the world would be that. Okay. Being able to deal with conflict because I, I did some study about anger and conflict and all of this sort of thing a number of years ago mm -hmm. and it's amazing how often just walking around you see it and you hear it. Like driving, you see it. You're walking through the shops, you can see it and hear it. And it's just so many just little things of anger. Ugh, and all if, the time. Like if I poked you, yep. all right, it wouldn't hurt. No. But no. if I did that 10,000 times on the one spot, mm. you might you'd be getting pretty damn freaking tender. Oh, no, I'm telling you, you wouldn't walk properly after <laughs> that. <but> <laughs> yeah, and that's the, the problem. If we don't learn to deal with conflict that's small... We've got no ability to deal with the conflict that's big. I agree. I agree. Hey, it's time for a break, my friend. Oh, bloody hell again. Now, what I've done is because of, again, I've changed. I've changed. I've just done it. Uh, after my uh, conversation and, you know, um, the, the emotional support you gave me, mm -hmm. uh, talking about George Michael, um, a, a man who in my teens I worked very hard to look like as much as possible. Oh, my because, Lord. Because he, want, because he got all the girls. He did. Um, clearly, clearly I was missing something <laughs> at the time. But uh, it's all about intent, right? So with that, um, I've gone for the great philosopher himself, George Michael. It is time for some wham, some freedom. Edge Radio Australia. All about relationships. Two in a row from one of the absolute best of all time. Uh, there, Wham! And George Michael in particular there. You know, because uh, you've got to have faith, mate. And I, I think you need to have faith in relationships because, um, well, yes, um, I've been to that church a few times uh, and I've walked out and uh, 
the holy water is burning me to bits. I'm just saying. So, uh, look, let's get back into the relationship stuff because today you've, I mean, look, every week you do it. And I, and I, I mean this from the bottom of my heart, man. You you do bring a great perspective. You slow things down. You make, well, certainly me, um, this becomes, you know, very much therapy. Um, but it, it makes me slow things down, look at the way that I've dealt with things in the past and think to myself, okay, you know what? I've got to own my bit in that. Okay, yeah. how, and how can I improve myself? So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Yeah, and that was one of the big things for me was when I stopped using my past as a ball and chain. Yeah. Because so it was good. keeping me anchored in the past. And that was the one thing that I suppose freed me up okay. massively for my relationship now yep. is I dealt with my past right. by owning what was mine. Yeah. And then going, okay, is any of the rest anything to do with me? No, it was their stuff. Okay, give it back to them. Yep. Deal with my stuff, move mm, forward. Yep. And that's it. They can keep their own luggage. Yeah. yeah. Well, the nice thing is now if they pass through my mind, mm. it's just a, mm, I mm. hope they're doing okay. Cool. Instead cool. of a, I hope she's burning in hell. <laughs> you know, and there's a big difference in the amount of energy you expend on someone mm. when you change that perspective. Look, it is so true. And and not just your intimate relationships. This is just relationships full oh, yeah. stop. Yeah. Just letting it go. Don't let them live rent free in your head. Move on. Yep, but see good stuff. See, I've heard that saying for years. Mm. And the problem is mm. they might be living rent free in your head, but you still gotta have to get them out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh look. Still gotta get the sheriff in and get them evicted, you know <laughs> what I mean? So you've got to get someone in or some mm. method sure. of being able to strong arm them and go, mm. you're not needed here anymore. I'm thinking fire hose. Okay. Yeah. I'm coming yeah. yeah. And and that's a good term to use is you're not needed here anymore. I've mm. learnt my lesson. Sure. You don't need to hang around. Yeah. Off you go. Oh, look, uh, look, Drew, who does a show here, Personal Power, uh, tomorrow uh, at uh, five every Friday, um, he has uh, a couple of you know great sayings, and one of them, like, things don't happen to you, they happen for you. And I Absolutely. Just, oh, man, I just don't know why, but it really hits home for me, because so many, as again, I, you know, don't want to harp on it and, 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 and you know, be stuck on it, but a lot of really horrible things have happened in my life, right? And I can kind of go, and, I, and for so much of my life, I've been angry about that, right? Mm. Um, now it's like, thanks for that, because you know what? That happened for me. It taught me a lesson. And it's taught me that I don't, A, deserve that, and I don't want to seek that out anymore, right? So mm-hmm. I seek a far more positive life and, and far more positive people in it. Mm. Yeah, well, no one deserves their pain. Mm, no, no. They do need the lesson, though. Yeah, can I just have the lesson? Can we just like, read this digest version? Come on. Well, it's, it's funny <laughs> that you mention that because a lot of the time we don't expose ourselves to the lesson. Right, we don't open ourselves up to that possibility. Sure. So therefore, the universe goes. Well, he's not paying attention. Give yeah. him a bigger one. So that's why my first marriage had a reasonable amount of conflict. It wasn't horrible, okay, you know. But we yeah. had a bit of tension yep. and arguments yep. and stuff. And then because I didn't get the lesson in that one, oh yeah, got to come. The harder. universe said, "Okay, let's yeah. ratchet it up a little bit. <laughs> you know, do a Nigel and Nigel and turn it up to eleven. Love it. Yeah, yeah Nigel Tufnell." Uh, what? Spinal tap? Oh, I can't remember. The only yeah, Tufnell I remember... Then. This one yeah. goes to 11. <laughs> the only Tufnell I remember was Philip Tufnell, the English cricketer. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because he was the one who could, I can't catch, I can't ball, I can't... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, big fumbler. Okay. No, uh, Nigel, not spinal tap, turn it up to 11. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Funny yeah. movie. Go and watch it. Yeah, yeah it's a great movie. 
Mm. Yes. A lot of rock stars, unfortunately, watch it and cry because it's so close to the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, mm. um, yeah, so the universe said he's not getting it. Okay. Let's take it up a notch. Mm. And, unfortunately, I just couldn't see it, wouldn't see it, tried not to see it. Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. for a while... It kept on and on and on until finally I just went, oh, okay, I'm done. And then I got the lesson and bang, best thing that ever happened to me. Yep. Yeah, it happened again for yeah. you, not to you. Yep. Exactly. So once I realized that the bad things happen as mm. opportunities to become that better version of yourself. Ooh, you've used a good word there. <clears throat> and it, when you, again, it's that perspective, the mm. way you see things. So if you change what happens to you, mm -hmm. To it's happening through you and for you, sure. you then see it as a positive, not a negative. So that's why if I have uh, an argument with my wife now, sure. say she does something that triggers me, you know, I get offended. <laughs> <laughs> it's a case of, okay, cool, here's an opportunity for me to learn about me. Mm, mm, mm. So nine times, 99% of the time, yeah. it's got nothing to do with her. It's all about me and what. I can learn from that interaction. Okay. That's very mature. Um, and it's, it is a hard thing. Again, it comes back to that. that oh, it, um, it is a challenge. Yeah, it really is. But that emotional intelligence is such a thing that's missing. And, and I and I say that like, not like an accusation. Like I'm not having a go at people for it. Because right? I'm, I'm looking right in the mirror, right? Okay, mm. on that one. And it's only probably something in my life that I've, I've only become aware of in the last few years, right? Mm. Like, you know, probably for me the last seven years, I've done a bit of, you know, soul searching, I guess. And, mm -hmm. and you know, you go, oh, yeah, I like this bit of me. I'll keep that. I don't like this bit. I'll throw it out, you know. No. Oh, no, I do. I do. I do. No, yep. no, no, no. Yep. You don't throw anything out. <laughs> no, I'm a hoarder, mate. Trust me. I need to do it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. All you're doing, mm -hmm. because... A lot of our problems come from mm -hmm. where there's aspects of ourselves where we're taught to feel shame about it or made to feel guilt about it. Sure. And what we do is we suppress it, we dis uh, disown it, we ignore it, mm -hmm. and that ends up making or putting us in a situation where we're incomplete, oh. we're not whole. <laughs> and then we meet someone and we give them that responsibility. Oh, oh you make me complete, you Ugh. make me whole, you're my better half, yep. all of that stuff. <laughs> And what I say to people is you need to bring those parts of you back in so you're whole by your choice. Okay. Okay. All right? Yep. So, again, that toolbox that we've mm -hmm. spoken about, mm -hmm. all of my not pleasant parts yep. are in my toolbox. Okay. They're just in drawers that don't get opened very often. Right, right, right. And this is what I explain to people. Let's say you've got somewhere in there mm -hmm. the narcissistic attitude. Sure. All right. Now, for a lot of people, it's like, oh, narcissists aren't nice. And it's like, yeah, but there's moments where that could be a valid tool to use. It's sad but true. Yep. Yeah. Bang on. So, and it might only happen once in your life. Mm. If you've got access to it and it's part of who you are, yep. it's easy to access. Okay. If you've tried to throw it out, mm -hmm. you have to then go and search for it. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. No, okay. I, I So understand. I use that as an extreme example. Mm. However, a lot of the aspects of us that we call negative, mm -hmm. which I don't like that term negative, because everything serves a purpose. Okay. So no matter what the characteristic is, the habit, whatever, yep. as long as you've got access to it, 
you can utilise it. Okay. Well, look, there's a lot of positives to take out of all of that, really. I Absolutely. Mean, but as far as the uh, the leaving stuff in the box and not throwing it away, I, you know, that that is... We'll argue that in the break. We will, we will. Well, there's no more breaks, mate. I'll tell you, right, we've finished the show. Um, I was going to say they're going to throw us out of here, but it's us. <laughs> so, uh, now, where can we find you in the, uh, the wonderful world if we need some more advice? Type in Wayne Brown Life Back on Track or... All about relationships into your browser. Lovely. Very, very uh, simple things. Yeah, I think even I can manage that one. That, that's good. <laughs> and also on Sunday, what time do we replay this show? 2 p.m. Fantastic. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. I know it's Thursday, but screw it. I'm calling it early. And uh, we will catch you on uh, on Sunday and, of course, next week for All About Relationships. Bye.